the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. Good afternoon and welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You may have picked up already that uh, I am a guest host here on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, and my name is Gary Coiro, and I am one of the ministers and the director of inReach at Bridgeway Community Church, where Dr. Anderson is our senior and founding pastor. So first, I want to give a give a thank you to Dr. Anderson for inviting me to host for him and just a little overview of the show of where we go we have marriage mondays that of course is on monday then tough topic tuesdays wisdom wednesdays and today is theological thursdays and then tomorrow open phone in fridays so theological thursdays that's what we have today and our topic today is the theology of generosity the theology of generosity so when you use that word theology you're obviously trying to understand what does God have to say about generosity. And we want to know also what you have to say about generosity. So give us a call. The phone lines are open, 888-43-BRIDGE. That's 888-432-7434. And before we get into this topic of the theology of generosity, let's ask God to bless this time. Would you pray with me? God in heaven, we thank you for your word. And we thank you for an opportunity to grapple with this important topic about generosity. We pray that you would direct our time and lead us into your truth that we might be changed and might be more like you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So as you think about this topic of generosity, there's so many different ways in which we could go. Uh, but I want to just set a foundation first uh, before that to talk about where we look in order to get our theology, and that is that we look to the Word of God. I think of Paul's words in Romans chapter 12, that we are not to be conformed to the pattern of this world. In other words, we're not to embrace the value system of this world. And as you think about the value system of this world, what is the, what is the world teaching us or modeling for us in the area of greed versus generosity? What are they teaching us versus what does the word of God have to say for us? Because Paul would say, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be ye what? Transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. 
So we want to replace our thoughts or the value system that we've swallowed by living in this world and be transformed by the renewing of our minds. What do you think about that? Give me a call, 888-432-7434. Would love to get some of your thoughts on that. Even as we open, let's think about ownership. Ownership. Who owns my stuff? I'd like you to think about that question. We all, uh, living in this country, we feel we have a right to personal property and this whole idea of ownership. Who owns my stuff? I'd love to get your thoughts on that. You might even think about the contrast between ownership and another word that we see that may emerge from a study of the scriptures, which is this word stewardship. So give that a thought. Another Food for thought, and we'll look at several passages of Scripture today. And Lord willing, God will direct our time and we'll get some of his truth on this. But another thought is, how is my heart tied to my money? As we think about generosity, we need to think about money and what we're doing with our treasure. Time and talent, important attributes as well, but also thinking about our treasure. Is there a tie between my heart and my money? And if there is, why is that? Why is that true? What does that say about our heart? What does that say about our values? And the other thing I'd love us to kick around a little bit is who's our model or who's our example of generosity? Maybe you have someone in your life, and I'll ask you that question. Is there someone who's modeled generosity for you? someone that you look to as an example of generosity. Maybe there's a story that you have of someone who's lived a generous life or did a generous act, and it's stuck with you, and it's been an inspiring thing in your mind. So kick that around in your own mind. I'd love to get your thoughts in order to get the ball rolling. I've got plenty of things to share and plenty of things to say, but I certainly want to get your thoughts on this. So give us a call. Uh, regarding the theology of generosity. Would love to get your thoughts on this. And um, again, the phone number, 888-432-7434. You can uh, visit us on Dr. Anderson's Facebook page as well here on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. And we see some people who are signing in now and watching us live. Deborah, hello there on Facebook. And Maria, Portia, hello. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can ask questions there online as well on our Facebook Live page, and uh, I'll try to give those attention as we go throughout the session as well. Real talk with Dr. David Anderson. So let me uh, maybe throw out a biblical perspective here and get uh, our wheels turning so that we can think about uh, these sorts of things. The first thing I uh, would like to think about is this idea of how God counts. I wonder if you've thought about how God counts. I'd like to take you to a passage of Scripture in Mark chapter 12 as we think about the theology of generosity. And maybe we will discern that God counts different than we count. In Mark chapter 12, I'm starting at verse 41. Listen to what Mark shares with us. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. 
So do you see the scene now? Jesus is watching, watching the offerings, and he's watching putting people putting their money in. It was a large funnel-shaped copper thing in which, as you dropped coins in, they made a rather loud noise. But here, Jesus is witnessing people who have a lot, giving a lot, and someone who had a little give just a few cents. And so in verse 43 here of Mark chapter 12, calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more into the treasury than all of the others. Now immediately, you might logically say, not really. Quantitatively, they put in a lot more than she put in. But maybe Jesus isn't counting quantitatively. Maybe he's counting qualitatively. He says in verse 44, they all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Perhaps Jesus is referencing the fact that it's not about equal giving, but about equal sacrifice. What do you think about that? We'd love to hear your calls. We'll be back right after this break. The Theology of Generosity on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Give me a call. smelly basement let me tell you something amber and i had some basement issues we called best buy waterproofing they came and they helped us out if you have mold mildew cracks blistered paint in your walls or you're just not quite sure if your basement is altogether safe then call best buy waterproofing just go to bestbuywaterproofing.com they have over 30 years of experience and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them but most of all get your basement fixed give them a call 844-980-3707 that's 844-980-3707 Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his brand new public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. It's another great way for you to connect and follow the good doc. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out our previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. To join our text community and receive a free weekly textspiration from Dr. Anderson, just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's INS. P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Hey, welcome back to Afternoons with Dr. David Anderson. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. So just before the break, uh, we were talking about the widow who gave the two mites. And Jesus made a comparative statement about her gift in comparison with the rich people 
who gave their gift. And uh, we pondered the question, could it be more about equal sacrifice than about equal giving as Jesus looks at the qualitative nature of our generosity versus the quantitative nature of our gifts? He says in verse 44, they all gave out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in everything, all she had to live on. And so you can see the point here that Jesus is making. They gave their discretionary income away, uh, which it maybe didn't cost them too much. But she gave out of her heart everything that she had. She made a real sacrifice. Um, I recall uh, when we did a giving initiative at our church, and we were trying to help our people live according to the principles of generosity in the scripture. And uh, we were talking about it's not about equal giving. It's about equal sacrifice. And some people gave large amounts of money to that particular initiative that we were doing, trying to raise lots of money for a new building. And I remember my daughter, who at that point in time uh, was not quite 10 years old, and she wanted to be involved. Uh, we, as the body of Christ, everyone has a part to play, right? Uh, the scripture is quite clear in 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12. We are the body of Christ, and every, every part of the body has a role to play. So she wanted to play a part. And so what she did is she made a pledge. She made an intent to give, and she committed to give a dollar a week over a three-year period of time. And so she was committing to give $150 over a three-year period of time. And for her, this was a great sacrifice. Why? Because she had no income at that point in time. So she needed to discern, how am I going to create income in order to make this generous gift? And she created a small little business, a dog walking business, and she was able to secure uh, some revenue in order to be able to give. And at, at the end of three years, uh, her giving statement said she had given $150 over three years. So what does God think of that level of giving? Uh, how does God count that? Now, how much did that contribute to the overall financial needs of the campaign? Probably not too much. But would God count that and say what he said of the widow, that uh, she didn't give out of her wealth, but she gave out of her poverty and uh, made a sacrificial gift? So I'm asking you, what what are some of the examples that you might have of people who live generous lives? Would love to hear your comments on that. Again, this is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm Minister Gary Coiro, sitting in for the good doctor, one of the ministers here at Bridgeway Community Church. Give us a call. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the theology of generosity. Give us a call. So when I talk about uh, how Jesus looked at giving, clearly uh, you see that he was looking at the heart. Uh, perhaps you're familiar with uh, 1 Samuel 16, 7, where the scripture says to us, while man looks at the outside appearances, God looks at the heart. Do you remember when David was selected as king? It was because David had the right heart. And uh, David's brothers weren't those who were impressing the Lord, although uh, many looked to them and thought that they should be the right selection. But God is looking at the heart. So could it be much the same in this area of giving? 
888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. would love to get your thoughts on this idea of the theology of generosity, perhaps a story that you have. Or as you think of biblical characters, who are the ones that really come to mind when you think of those who maybe struggled with greed? Maybe there's a Bible story that you look at and you think they struggled with greed, which really stands in contradiction to this idea of generosity. Or maybe there's someone you look to as a model, an example of living a generous life. Give us a call. Let us know your thoughts here at Afternoons with Dr. David Anderson. And we do have a caller on the line, and it's Mike. Mike's on the road in Maryland. And, Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, Pastor Gary. Uh, thank you. Yeah, you're on Afternoons Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. And uh, what's your comment or question, Mike? Well, uh, the, I'll give you a general comment, and then I'll give you a specific of what I'm thinking right now. Yeah, the, the general the general comment is I think, you know, we're 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 in, in a big city. We we don't we don't really know when we're given to a charity or just a, it's it's hard to know what's happening to our money. Is our money really going to help to help people, or is it you know, or, or going in some less holy way? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I think not knowing, not seeing that direct need and, and responding to that direct need, I think that causes us all to have a you know, to step back for a minute and, uh, and, and probably cause us all to not give, um, to not give as much as we, as we should. Certainly the New Testament, that was just giving with reckless abandon, which, you know, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not there. <laughs> but, yeah, and I get... But I'll tell you one... Well, let, let me just comment on that, Mike, and then I'll, I'll uh, hear more from you. Sure. And I, I get that for sure. There's a skepticism in our culture, isn't there? And there's reasonably, it's reasonable that we would be skeptical because of uh, people who have exploited in inappropriate ways. There are good, uh, good organizations. Our church is a part of this, uh, ECFA, which helps to hold organizations accountable for how they use funds. And then also to uh, develop a relationship with an organization or a church where you, where you have confidence in the, in the leadership and how they're being spent. But I, but I certainly get the skepticism. And just one food for thought, Mike, on that, um, isn't it good to know that when we give, we're, we're really giving to the Lord. And once we release it from our hands, uh, we're sort of asking God to use that and to multiply it. And uh, in some ways, I'm relieved to know that I don't always have to worry about what someone does with it because I'm, I'm, I'm giving to the Lord. But I wanted to just reflect on your, your comment and uh, hear more from you. What else are you thinking? Yeah, well, maybe maybe I am being uh, being uh, maybe the Lord is talking to me a little bit more. I'm uh, I'm at a point now where I could retire, uh, you know, pretty much any time I wanted to, and I'm considering. You know, I've, I've heard of people doing a year of service, where you know, mm. maybe before college or something, they're they're going off and doing um, doing some service to, for a year. Well, I've been kind of thinking in my mind, how about a year of philanthropy? Why don't if, if I can retire anytime I want, then why don't I take one year of my work and and just give it give it all away? Wow. Uh, a year of philanthropy. Now my wife hates this idea, but <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I think it's a cool idea, and I'd like to see more people uh, think about it. Well, here's what I love about that idea, Mike, and thank you so much for the call. Thanks for taking the time to call. What I love about the idea is you're thinking broader than just your treasure. You're thinking broader than just dollars and cents. 
you're thinking about stewarding everything that God's entrusted to you. And some of the things that God has entrusted to you is your time. And as you retire, you're going to have more time and be able to give that to the Lord and your talent. God has given you talents. You probably have acquired a good bit of vocational experience and some expertise which could be used in volunteerism in a great way in God's kingdom work. So as we think about generosity, maybe we shouldn't just limit it to dollars and cents, but maybe we should think about our time, our talent, and our treasures all being things that we're responsible to steward to the Lord. We're talking about the theology of generosity on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm guest hosting. My name is Gary Coiro, and I'm happy to be with you today. We would love to get some of your thoughts on this topic. So give us a call at 888-432-7434. And uh, we thank Mike for his call and uh, some of his good thoughts. So thanks for that. Well, as we think about generosity and we think about giving, we think about money, um, what are some words or things that come to mind? And whenever I seem to talk about this or think about this or get questions about this in the church context, I always hear about the word tithe. Have you heard that word before, tithe? It shows up in our scriptures, and it uh, literally means a tenth. And you find this principle in the Old Testament. And we could do a lot of talking about the example of the Old Testament and go ahead and look at the principles of the tithe there. But I'll tell you what I'd rather do. I'd rather look at grace giving in the New Testament than look at law giving in the Old Testament. So I'm going to take you to a passage in the New Testament. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And then, but first, talk about this principle just a little bit. When you think about giving to the Lord, uh, do you think about giving some of your stuff back to the Lord? Is that what generosity really is? After all, who owns your stuff? What does the scripture mean when it says we have been bought with a price and therefore our lives are not our own? What does that really mean? In my mind, it sort of means that I don't own anything, right? God owns it all. And so the question I should be asking myself is not what do I owe God, whether that's a tenth or whatever it is, but maybe the better question is what does it mean to take care of God's stuff? And he owns it all. He owns all the time, all the talent, all the treasure that's been entrusted to me. That's Ownership versus stewardship. We'd love to get your thoughts on that. But this passage that I've referenced is in 2 Corinthians in chapter 9. So let me unpack this just a little bit for us. We'll get a little bit of this out before the break, and then we'll talk about it a little bit more after the break as well. So Paul has a relationship with those in Corinth, and so he's writing to them because they've promised an offering to him. And he doesn't want uh, them to be embarrassed when he comes for the offering or, or people that he brings with him to be ashamed because they're not ready. So he's sort of writing them to prepare them to give the gift. And he, in this, exposes some principles in the scripture that would be helpful for us. So he, he does say he wants them to be ready to give a generous gift. 
not as one grudgingly given. He says this in verse 5 of 2 Corinthians 9. So already we see a principle here that Paul is encouraging generosity in our giving, a spirit of generosity as opposed to doing it grudgingly. Have you ever given and you kind of did that grudgingly? Um, That's not by design the way God wants us to give. I think God wants us to pray for and move toward a different sort of a perspective on this. And let's, let's let the, the Apostle Paul unpack this a little bit more for us. Remember this, he writes in verse 6, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Oh, there's another principle there, isn't it? And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. You want to reap generous blessing in your life? There seems to be a principle here, doesn't there, that God wants us to sow generously. Verse 7, here's, one of, I think, one of the greatest New Testament verses on generosity and giving. Each one of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, a beautiful truth for us. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. How would you like to renovate your entire home without having to open your checkbook or liquidate your 401k? Hey, everyone, this is Brian. And this is Mike of Fellowship Home Loans. Get that kitchen you've always wanted. Renovate that master bedroom without going broke and create the dream house you've always wanted and actually make money while doing it. In some cases, you can actually have a six-month break in making your mortgage payment. As a direct lender, we will hold your hand through every step of the way and make your dream house a reality. If you want to find out more about whether or not you qualify for a 203k loan, call us today at 800 800- 804-SAVE or visit fellowshiphomeloans.com That's 800-804-SAVE or fellowshiphomeloans.com Fellowship Home Loans Mortgage Lending Guided by Christian Principles Intercontinental Capital Group DBA Fellowship Home Loans Equal Housing Opportunity Lender NMLS number 60134 Folks, I'm sure many of you would agree that surviving as a child in Haiti has got to be one of the toughest challenges any boy or girl should never have to face. Severe, relentless poverty, very little to eat, lack of education. In fact, half of all Haitian children are currently growing up illiterate. And that's because families earning less than $2 a day can't spare money to buy shoes, school books, or supplies. They need every penny for food just to survive. However, Cross International, in partnership with Divine Shelter Christian Schools, is changing that in Haiti, opening the doors of education to these suffering children and breaking the cycle of poverty. And that's where you and I come in. Your gift of $110 right now will provide a one-year scholarship and food for a year at a Divine Shelter Christian School in Haiti when you call 888-715-2525. That's 888-715-2525, Or you can make your donation online at wava.com. How much do you spend on your pest control each year? 200 300 or even $500 or more? What if I said you could spend less than $25 a year, even less with promo code RADIO20? Then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to rid your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. 
Our bestseller, the Plug-in Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com. Promo code RADIO20. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The phones are lighting up, as are some questions and comments on Facebook. Thanks if you're tuning into Facebook Live. Good to, good to have you tuning in, Tracy and Wahila. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we have a caller on the line, too, so I want to get right to that before we finish up this thought on New Testament giving. Sade from D.C. is on the line. Sade, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. What's your comment or question? I wanted to um, comment on why I think that God appreciates everyone. Uh, he appreciates us when we give in poverty. I think when I think about this comment, I think about uh, the scriptures in the Bible where it says, what good is it to give? What good is it to speak to someone that you're already friendly with? You know, what good is it to be nice to someone you, you, you that you have a good relationship with, but not speak to someone that you dislike? I think that it's easy for us to, and, and I go back to um, this topic, I think it's easy for us to give when we have a lot of money because we're not worried about anything. We're not worried about running out of money. We're not worried about poverty because we have it. So it's like, here, God, here go a couple dollars because right. I have it. But when you, when we have little or when we have nothing, we're really tight to keep it. And we don't want to give, and we don't want to share. And I remember a time where, um, I'll be honest, it was it was myself, and I, I found literally two dollars, and I wanted to eat, and I was really hungry. And there was a there was a cool app that if you buy something, you get something for free. And, and what I happened to buy was. Maybe a dollar and seventy-five cents, a dollar eighty cents. Mm-hmm. And when I got the change, you know, I, I took the change and I put it into the little box in front of the cashier that says "Give." Sure. And and I, I think that that wows him. Like you didn't even have anything; you just scraped up something yeah. to get something, and you still gave. Well, that's, that's why he appreciates all of us. I'm quite sure times where we didn't have as much as we like, or we were struggling, and we still gave. And I think that I think that that's why he appreciated the woman that's given in her poverty because she didn't have anything to give. 
Well, but amen. I give him when I'm rich. It's like, and Sade, I you, mean, you bring up, thank you. You bring up a good point, and I think it illustrates what we saw in that text of Scripture, that uh, sometimes as as God sees those who give who don't have a lot, He that really touches his heart, and he appreciates that. One of the things you said earlier in your call that I'll reflect on, I think you were trying to expose the biblical principle here that uh, don't just give to people who can reciprocate back, but maybe even look to give to those who can't give back to you because then you know it's not giving out of manipulation or I'll scratch your back so you can scratch mine, but it's really giving out of the right kind of heart. So I certainly appreciate the call and appreciate the insights, and thanks for being a living example of what we see uh, in the scripture as Jesus reflects on the widow and her two mites and giving out of her poverty. Let me move now to uh, the the question that was asked on Facebook because I think this uh, certainly gets at what we've been talking about in the passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Again, our topic is the theology of, theology of generosity, and we're with uh, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I am guest hosting today, Gary Coiro, and we welcome your comments or questions at 888-432-7434. On Facebook, Tracy asked the question, some churches teach that people must give a literal tithe. What is the proper way to look at the amount of giving that God desires? So just before we went to the last break, I was finishing up reading this passage of Scripture that Paul is addressing those in Corinth. And let me, let me read again verse 7 in 2 Corinthians 9. Each one of you should give what you have decided in your own heart to give. So, uh, other translations say each one of you should give what you've decided in your own heart and mind. So I want to, to you to understand in the first half of this verse, we see that one, number one, it's a decision that you rationally think through in your own mind. And also it's something that's connected to your heart. So let me just ask you the question. According to this verse, who's making the decision on how much is given? And what what are the criteria for what you're going to give? Nowhere in here do you, do you see any, anything about uh, being instructed what to give or even looking at an, a specific amount to give. So this, this you might think, is in contrast, but it's, it's really a, a, an expansion of grace giving growing out of the principle of the tithe in the Old Testament. You know, Jesus a lot of times took the principles of the Old Testament and just raised the bar. Um, you weren't to commit adultery in the Old Testament. Jesus said in the New Testament, if you even look at a woman and lust after her, you've already committed adultery in your heart. So Jesus is raising the bar here. Does he want us to look at the Old Testament as an example? He absolutely does, and the tithe is a great example to look at. But here he wants to stretch us because he owns us, and we're stewards, and he wants us to make up this thing in our own mind and get our heart in the right place as, as, as well. The Theology of Generosity. Would love your thoughts or your questions or comments. Give us a call, 888-432-7434. We'll be right back after these messages. God loaded me highly answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. 
The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebna Diglu Hailu, a current Doctor of Philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession, and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of the Mega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply, or call 1-800-933-6188. Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. Oh. <laughs> they are outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week. But I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they mm -hmm. came out. Love it. it was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call, 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Have you heard any good lawyer jokes lately? Well, let me tell you about a lawyer who is no joke. That's James McCollum. He's a no-nonsense attorney who understands the law and he knows the Lord. When I have need of legal advice, I have contacted James McCollum. If you need legal representation, contact James McCollum at 301-864-6070. That's attorney James McCollum at 301-864-6070. And that's no joke. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm Gary Coiro, guest hosting today. We're talking about, on this Theology Thursday, the theology of generosity. We'd love your questions or your comments. Give us a call at 888-43-BRIDGE. That's 888-432-7434. Or weigh in on Facebook. We've got some new friends tuning in. Andy, how you doing there on Facebook Live, as well as Mike. Good to have you here. Would love to uh, hear your comments or questions, even on the Facebook feed. I'll try to get to those. We've been talking about the theology of generosity and looking at this New Testament principle of being generous. And uh, we've come to understand that when Paul teaches us and teaches the Corinthians, and uh, we drop in on that conversation, each one should give what they've decided in their own heart to give. In other words, it's a personal decision that you make up in your own mind. You seek to get your heart in the right place. And certainly you look to the Old Testament as an example and as principles. That's part of deciding in your own mind. We always would look there for, for principles. But notice what Paul says. He says, not reluctantly or under compulsion. That means under manipulation. So don't let anyone twist your arm into what you give. For God loves a cheerful giver. 
So that's what we're aiming towards. That's our vision. That's our bullseye that we're heading for, that we might be able to be generous people, not just in the quantity of what we give, but in the quality of our heart as we give so that we might be commended, much like this widow who gave from her heart out of her poverty. So I want to take us to uh, additional passages to talk about uh, this generosity principle and and uh, would, would certainly love some of your thoughts of examples that you, as you think about in the scriptures, places that you look. I, I look right to the Sermon on the Mount when I think about living a generous life, and I'd love to unpack some of this with you and get your thoughts on it. I think of uh, Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 19, where Jesus said, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, so much uh, that to unpack here in these just these three verses here. Jesus is encouraging us to send it on ahead, to invest in kingdom stuff and not in earthly stuff. So what's, what's that mean to you? Do you have some good stories or good examples of those sorts of things? Would love to get your thoughts on that. Notice what Jesus says in verse 21. And if you or I were saying it, well, I'll take ownership. If I were saying this, I might say this differently. Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I might have said it this way. For where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. I might have logically thought about it of, you know, wherever wherever my heart goes, my money's going to follow my heart. The things that I'm passionate about and care about, my money's going to follow my heart. But Jesus reverses it. What do you think about that? He says where your treasure is, your heart's going to follow your treasure. So if you put your treasure on a lot of earthly things, if you own a lot of stuff before long, guess what? Your stuff is going to start to own you, and your heart is going to follow your money. So if you invest in kingdom things, what's going to happen? Your heart is going to stay in the kingdom. And you're going to have a heart that's that's uh, hard after God. Early or a little bit later, three verses later in that Matthew six passage, listen to what Jesus says here: No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So here's the principle that Jesus is sharing. Money competes with our loyalty to God, doesn't it? And you, we cannot serve both of them. Paul would say in Timothy, when he says about the dangers of money, he says the love of money is the cause of all kinds of evil. And so we have to really guard our hearts and watch out for our hearts. One of the best ways to guard my heart in regards to money is to seek to live a generous life. And to give it away so that so that it doesn't stick to me, so that it doesn't get attached to me. Would love the, some of your thoughts on that. Give us a call. The Theology of Generosity is our Theological Thursday topic for today. 888-432-7434. Would love your thoughts on this. If you have any questions or comments, throw them out there on Facebook. Or give us a call. Would love to take your call.
So if I may, let me take us to another, another scripture because we're trying to do what? We're trying to live generous lives, right? We're trying to overcome greed, and we're trying to do that by the renewing of our minds. So we renew our minds by the renewing word of God. So where else would we look in the scriptures in order to get some of these principles? And by the way, that uh, verse that I just quoted where Paul wrote in Timothy, it's 1 Timothy 6.10, if you're interested in getting down the, the reference for that. Okay. Let's start thinking about the generous examples that we see in the scriptures. Who do you think of? As you think of generous examples, I know for me, I would need to run to Jesus first and foremost when I think about living a generous life. And again, remember, it's not just about your treasure. It's about your time and your talent, too, how much you're surrendering over, how much you're acknowledging that your life is the life of a steward of caring for God's stuff as someone who's been bought with a price as opposed to uh, this idea of I own something. So when I think of Jesus, I think who, who else lived a more generous life than Jesus? Uh, it was Jesus himself who said in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. So at what level did Jesus serve us? Well, he served us to the point of going to the cross and dying on our behalf and uh, paying the ransom price and buying us back from the slave market of sin so that we could enjoy the gift of eternal life and spend eternity with him in, in heaven. That was the extent of his service. You know, Philippians uh, talks about uh, the level of sacrifice that he humbled himself in Philippians uh, chapter 2. Even to the point of death, he came to earth. And God has exalted him. That's the level in which Jesus lived a generous life and gave his all for us. John would say in 1 John 2.6, anyone who claims to have life in Jesus must walk as Jesus did. So if you claim to have life in Jesus, then you need to walk as Jesus walked. And uh, we should seek to emulate the example of his life. Jesus gave his all. Jesus lived a generous life. So what does that mean for me? as I evaluate my time, my talent, and my treasure. What does it mean for me to live a, a generous life? Give us a call, 888-43-BRIDGE. That's 888-432-7434. Would love to get your thoughts on some of the things that we've shared and your thoughts on what does it mean to give, live a generous life and what helps you in trying to move from greed to generosity, or move from being conformed to the value system of this world to moving toward having a heavenly value system. We'll take more calls and more comments after the break. You're listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm guest hosting Gary Coiro. Give us a call, 888-432-7434. We'll be right back after this break. Never been my dream to see my face in magazines. 
Bodhi Taney, author of the incredible best-selling Zion Chronicles and Zion Covenant series, returns to the setting of Israel in On the Mountain of the Lord, the first book in the new series, The Elijah Chronicles. In On the Mountain of the Lord, Taney teams up with Holy Land history expert Ray Bentley to give her dedicated historical fiction fans a thrilling story set in the world's most sacred and mysterious sites. Come along on a journey from London to the farthest corners of the world with Jack Garrison, a man who has lost his faith after a life altering and devastating event. Jack is sent on a fact-finding mission in Israel and Palestine, where he's attacked by radical Islamic terrorists and is being tracked down by an enemy who wants to stop him from finding the truth that the Bible's prophecy about the nation of Israel and the world's future is true and unfolding before his eyes. Order your copy of Bodhi Taney and Ray Bentley's new book, On the Mountain of the Lord, Elijah Chronicles, at Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, and select Costco stores. MyPillow has now made it easier than ever to own a MyPillow. Not only are they still offering a 10-year warranty, not only is it guaranteed not to go flat, made in the USA, washable and dryable, but here is one of their best offers yet. For a limited time, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-517-3636. Use the promo code WAVA to take advantage of the four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. Now you can take your MyPillow with you when you travel and even give one to a friend. There's no excuse to delay any longer. Purchase the best pillow you'll ever own. Call 800-517-3636. Get the four-pack special. That's 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster and you will stay there longer. Call 800-517-3636. Notice the difference a good night's sleep can make at home or now even when you travel. Call 800-517-3636 or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code WAVA. This is WAVA General Manager Tom Moyer. Many of you have been hearing the Tradeway event ads with David Mitchell on WAVA for years, and you've thought about attending one of their two-day stock trading events. Well, I'm encouraging you to take action. I have personally attended the Tradeway event, and I'm impressed with the presentation as well as the Tradeway organization. In the eight years that WAVA has been advertising these Tradeway events, I have had only positive comments from listeners. Tradeway is so confident you will appreciate their two-day financial education event. They're offering a 100% money-back guarantee. Registration is only $99.95 per person, and it's good for your entire household. Plus, you'll receive an extra ticket to bring along a friend. Come learn about stock trading and learn how to take control of your family's financial future. Go to Tradeway.com to register. The Tradeway Stock Trading Event is coming to the Hyatt Regency Restaurant on September 14th and 15th. Register now at Tradeway.com or call 877-907-TRADE. Make plans to attend the September 14th and 15th event in Reston. Register at Tradeway.com or call 877-907-TRADE. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I am honored to be a guest host today as we talk about the theology of generosity. I'm Gary Coyro, one of the ministers at Bridgeway Community Church, where Dr. Anderson is our senior pastor and founder. If you have thoughts on generosity, and in particular, the theology of it, in other words, what emerges from the scriptures as you look at it on this topic of generosity. This is our last segment and uh, you do have a minute to sneak under the wire if you call 888-432-7434. As I think about the generosity in this last segment, there's nothing I could do that would be better than just dropping some word on you. So I, I, some verses that I think of when I think about living a generous life. 
and uh, overcoming greed and uh, challenging greed in our own hearts, uh, Proverbs would be a great place to start, wouldn't it? Uh, listen to Proverbs 11:25, as the word says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. What a beautiful principle that we see in the word of God there. Uh, Psalm 112, verse 5, another great principle for us. Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely. Are you generous with your stuff and do you lend it out freely? If your neighbor has need for something to borrow, um, how does that make you feel? Um, God wants us to lend freely, to share with others. And he also says good will come to those there at the end of verse 5 of Psalm 112. Good will come to those who conduct their affairs with justice, equity, fairness. You know, those of us who perhaps have, have businesses and business practices, do we have all of our practices above board, making sure we don't exploit people, take advantage of people? Um, that's part of living a generous life as well, wouldn't you agree? Uh, Luke chapter 6 and verse 30. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Boy, that's a hard one, isn't it? Uh, in living a generous life. Now, there's a balance to all of these as well, of course, to make sure that we're not taken advantage of and we're caring well for God's stuff and stewarding it well. If people are just robbing it from us, uh, there's a balance of those. But we're we're trying to look at some of these uh, some of these principles. Uh, listen to some verses uh, on this topic of greed, which we're trying to overcome greed, right? Uh, all of us are born with that sin nature, and even when God redeems us and makes us new, we still carry around the flesh. This is why the Apostle Paul would have to say that he beats down his body daily. He's fighting a battle and trying to allow the spirit to win out over the flesh. So how do we, how do we battle this? Uh, in 1 John uh, chapter 2, verse 16, the scripture says, for everything in the world, these are worldly things, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. And we're trying to overcome these things. Uh, Ecclesiastes 5.10, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. Isn't that an interesting principle? Uh, the story goes that a um, very rich man was asked, how much is enough? And his response was, just a little bit more. Boy, be careful of the love of money. Seek to live a generous life. Thanks so much for tuning in today on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Let's ask God to secure this time. God in heaven, thank you so much for your generosity and how you gave your best, giving your only son, that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have eternal life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.